Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today, I want to talk with you about mastering your self-care. For a lot of us, it's really confusing about how can we be slaying it in our businesses, but having so much difficulty knowing when to rest, recognizing when we're feeling depressed, how we can give ourselves a pick-me-up. And it's crazy because there's so many sites out there about how to love yourself. But for so many of us, we know why we should love ourselves. We know how we could do it, but we don't know what stops us. And today we're going to be exploring what stops you in my overview message. And we're going to explain how your brain works and why was it difficult for you to recognize and respect your need to take care of yourself. So please, please grab a sheet of paper and some notes and really jot down what I've got to explain because for some of us, we have been long overdue and loving ourselves and appreciating who we really are. So we're going to get into all of that coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. So glad that you are choosing to spend your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big old electronic hug. So glad that you're here. Make sure you hit that follow subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you can listen to it lickety split. And those of you guys who have been listening, thank you new in advance for sharing this podcast with someone you know could also really take advantage of the information that I share thanking you in advance for writing a review wherever you're listening. Thanking you in advance for learning more about me. Check out the show notes below info.denisegelee.com slash connect. Well, you'll learn more about my story. Why am I life coach for entrepreneurs specializing in traumas and addictions? Glad that you asked. Click the about Denise page. Interested in learning more about what I've got going on in my world, interested in just finding out about anything that may be of interest to you. All that can be found in info.denisegelee.com slash connect. In addition, there'll be a link for you to work with me one-on-one if that's something that you desire. Okay. And if you would like to send me a voicemail message, I would be loving, so appreciative hearing your your beautiful voice. So check out anchor.fm slash Denise T. Lee and make sure that you specify in the beginning or at the end of your voice message whether or not I have permission to air your voice for the public. Make sure you include your first name and your hometown as well, included with obviously what you would like to tell me. So I really want to get myself excited at the idea of just airing your voice out there. And so I can't wait to hear from you soon. Okay. Now, since we're talking about this idea of self-care and a little bit about mental health and wellness, I do have to put this disclaimer out. So we're all under the same page. Okay. So as always, this podcast does not diagnose mental health conditions nor provide to medical advice. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. No material in this podcast is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always, always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions regarding a medical or mental health program or And please always never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because something that you heard from me today. Okay. Now that we got all that legalese out of the way, 
I want to, I always have like this bullet point of all the things that I want to talk about, but I'm just going to go a little off my own little script and just say something that was completely separate from what I intended to say. And I think it's going to really drive home this idea of why is it so hard for some of us to actually have self-care and this actually happened personally where I was going something going through something really difficult with a loved one and he asked me my my loved one asked me you know Denise are you okay and I immediately shrugged it off and said yeah I'm fine there's nothing to talk about and then as soon as I ended the conversation with this person I my eyes started welling with tears and I just felt emotional and feeling really sad and the truth of the matter was I was upset my loved one could tell that I was upset about the situation and the fact of the matter is for so many of us who have been trained and conditioned to hurry up try harder be perfect please others and be strong have forgotten how to even recognize when we feel uncomfortable, when we feel sad, when we need to exhale, when we need to talk, because we've it's been drained, drilled so much in our head to keep our mouth shut and carry on. And that's kind of the impetus of why I really wanted to kickstart the self-care conversation with you, because for a lot of us, we have just gone on autopilot, denying our emotions, and then wondering why in the world it's been weeks since we went to the hairdresser months since we bought a new pair of underwear, years since we weighed ourselves, or whatever that your situation is. Because I think for each person, we all have our different challenges. But for all of us, there's one unifying message. I know I need to take care of myself. I even have books on self-care, but I don't know why I don't take it to the next step and I'm consistent about it. I have really good sessions where I'm really good about eating and sleeping and then just something could just take me off kilter and then I found myself a couple of days turned into months and then a year later I've been in this fog and I didn't know how this happened so what I want to do today in this our series and this is going to be my overview I know I'm going to be talking more about it in different elements but today I just want to go for an overview about why is it so darn hard for some some of us to recognize when we need to take a break, when we need to rest, and more importantly, what we can do about it. And it all kind of goes back to trauma on the mind. Now, you may have heard me in other episodes talk about the idea of how your brain is really it's so intricate with different, different parts of, of how your body responds to stimuli. When I say stimuli, things are happening to you, things are happening within yourself. But specifically, I want to talk about this idea of self-regulation, okay, part of our neuro, neurocortex. And self-regulation is multifaceted. It's our sensory processing where we smell things or hear things that we want to move away or from or towards. For example, you want to go away from a hot surfaces and you want to or you want to go towards something that's warm and comforting our emotional regulation when we can feel anger but not necessarily react to the anger right that's emotional regulation 
we have this idea of social cognition. In other words, our situational awareness. When we are able to recognize that somebody is a friend or a foe, or we can have that, our spidey sense that kind of tells us, wait a minute, I think I need to tread cautiously with this other person versus I can just open my heart and share all my feelings with certain people because the time and the place and the situation's right. And obviously the person's warm and welcoming. That's situational awareness. But today I want to talk about this idea of executive functioning. That's part of our self-regulation. And within our executive functioning, there's multi parts to it. It's our working memory, which where we kind of go on autopilot about the things that we know to do. Like, for example, you may be able to just go in your car and drive to the grocery store. And sometimes you're don't even remember going from your house, walking to the steps of your car, leaving your house, then literally exiting out in the parking lot of the mall or wherever you're trying to go. And then in the meanwhile, your mind has been going through shopping lists and what's going on with your family or your business or whatever. Your working memory can let you go on autopilot doing complicated activities like driving a car or cooking or cutting up food or whatever you got going on. That's your working memory that literally knows and instinctively, intuitively. So for our instinct, that's more of our feeling space, intuitively more of our thinking base. We know we go on autopilot and we just kind of know what to do and we go through the rhythms. Okay. Now there's also this idea of our self-talk. That's 35% of our, our executive functioning where it's literally what we say has power to our habits and then our decisions and outcomes. For example, I always tell my clients one-on-one, be mindful of the things that you say, because if you keep saying certain things about who you are and your identity or whether or not things are going to go well or not, you have a habit of letting that go down to your subconscious, then to your unconscious, and you will automatically play out things that may or may not work out in your favor just depends on what you're saying to yourself for example I remember many years ago I had a client who struggled with maintaining her weight and she said to me the first thing when we we had our first session she said you know I'm fat and I said I have a client here that wishes to work on their eating right And she's like, no, I'm fat. I said, of course, I know that what you're saying, you've been saying that message how many times a day, right? At least, and then she said, throughout the day, I said, how many times have you been saying it um, for the last months? And then how many times have you been saying it for the last years? Because that's that's as long as she struggled because she kept telling herself that over and over and over and over. And you will literally manifest in your life what you say to yourself. So be mindful of it. That's 35% of our executive function. 10%. 10% is our flexibility. How often are you willing to go with the flow? How often are you willing to go against what your best laid out plans are and just roll up the punches? For so many of us, the reason why we're so inflexible is because our minds are so heavily dependent on our working memory, on just going on autopilot and what we instinctively or intuitively feel that we should be doing for whatever reason. And we lack the idea of understanding that some plans need to be broken and changed and pivoted along the way okay and then lastly this five percent the remainder is our impulse control for too many of us we have lack of impulse control we just literally just let our emotions 
go wild and free. And for a lot of us, we struggle with our emotions because we lack the impulse control. And when I say 5%, I literally mean 5%. There's, have you ever had those moments where somebody is just irritating you to no end? And even if you don't tell them to shut up, your body reacts by either tuning them out or turning your body away from them or saying nasty things about them and to yourself as you think about it. Or you might roll your eyes. You just, you maybe physically there in their presence, but you've mentally checked out. We impulsively do things that hit to our core of how we feel about certain people, places, situations, whatever. So this is an overview. Executive functioning is our working memory, 50%, self-talk, 35%, flexibility, 10%, and our impulse control, 5%. And why has this all to do with self-regulation? And what, more importantly, how is this to do with talking about our self-care? Well, glad that you asked. When we are impacted by traumatic events, all right, traumatic events are stressful, frightening, distressing things. Our thalamus, okay, all right, in a neocortex, which controls our executive functioning, is disabled due to the unresolved stress issues. Think about playing a broken record, right, on a record player and it skips and skips and scratches and doesn't really the songs kind of skip a beat or it goes from one track to another it just sounds really bad broken broken records don't sound well well that's what happens to your brain when it has a a stressful situation imagine scratching the record of how your brain works your executive functioning processing abilities and Unfortunately, for too many of us, when we know we should take a rest instead of working on our next proposal or knowing when we should take a walk instead of keeping ourselves drilled into the computer or knowing when we should keep our mouth shut when we know it's futile talking about certain things with certain people because you don't you lack either the comfort or the skills or the ability to process your thoughts correctly. We go on autopilot. And we either fight with other people, we we go into flight, meaning we run away, we freeze and we say nothing, we flop, meaning we just we just get so overwhelmed, we just shut down, or we fawn, meaning we try to people please our way out of the situations. And all of them work great if we're in a trauma situation. But unfortunately, that doesn't help you right now if you want to lose weight, gain weight, grow your hair back, whatever you got going on or eat better. I don't know what your situation is. So many people have different goals and situations, but I'm trying to say is for a lot of us, the, the trauma impacts our ability to recognize when we need to do certain things, do certain, do different things differently. What I'm trying to say, found myself like pause pausing for a second because I want to communicate the right words. But when I think about the early example I said in the start of our conversation about when my <clears throat> my loved one asked me, are you okay? And I immediately blurted out, yes, I'm fine. Because I was so trained from past traumatic incidences to not complain as long as you had some type of plan in place. And I realize now that even though I've come such a long way, even from where I've come from, that there's always still work to be done. I 
never, ever, ever, ever try to pretend with myself or I tend to pretend with other clients that that it's a one and done work because it's not. And this is a really good time for me to kind of mention that these this conversation about self-care is yes i want to leave a link for amazing attitudes a 21 day program where i do a deep dive and explain certain things about how you can recognize who you are your conditioning and becoming the best version of yourself but this is really a one-on-one kind of conversation that's why i would invite you to consider working with me one-on-one because i definitely believe at least from my case and some of my other clients throughout the years is that it's multifaceted it's more than just one issue that's at play because we intellectually understand okay i need to do certain things but the reason why it's it's a defense mechanism it's repetitive habits that causes us to say instead of recognizing i need to stop i need to go i'll i'll never never ever forget when my husband got so so mad at me for constantly always wanting to clean up little hairs in the bathroom floor and I didn't even really know myself I just know that instinctively after I finished styling my hair for example I would just clean up all the hairs quick as quickly as possible didn't matter if it was 10 o'clock at night didn't matter if it was two o'clock in the morning I would turn on the light would start cleaning and I remember my husband was so baffled on why I would do that and the fact of the matter is I had literally had been trained from one of my father's girlfriends, his living girlfriend, I was living with her at the time to clean up because she would become very irate and become angry. And I, I had to be honest, I would hear the voice of her saying, go clean that up. And I would, not, not literally her voice, literally, but it, I, the compulsion came from hearing that message again and again and again. And so that's why I want to say is emphasize again, emphasis again, be wary of the things that you think about because they can turn into habits those habits can turn into behavior okay your behavior can turn into your character and your character can turn into your destiny and it doesn't matter if it's cleaning up things around your house how you deal with co-workers or clients or whoever it is so vital for you to understand what you're thinking about and who has influenced you because it has a huge effect. I've met so many people who have not even taken into consideration how the messages that they got from their mother or their father or their cousin or whoever, because they those messages can impact whether or not you will grow and scale your business or you'll self-sabotage or you go into repetitive addictive tendencies. I don't know. It's so interesting. Everybody's story is nuanced with a lot of other variables that cause us to do decisions that inadvertently damage our self-care. I really just wanted to explain how it works. And this is actually a great a pause for me to say that for a lot of times, the things that we did are adaptive responses when we were under stress or duress or we felt uncomfortable. I think of it as our stupid friend, <laughs> our it was a, I call it a stupid friend because at one point it was our tried and true manner of dealing with things. It was how we knew how to go on autopilot when things were scary or uncomfortable. And it, for the most part, it was beneficial for where we were, but our situation has changed now. And that's why it's stupid. This friend's now stupid because it doesn't recognize that, hey, you've got more tools, you're older, you got more experience under your belt. 
your belt, you don't have to be doing what you did last week, right? Or heck, even five years ago, you've got more knowledge. But for a lot of us, unless we have that pattern interrupt, unless we have something like Amazing Attitude, right? Or working with me one-on-one, it's so easy to fall back into habits. And as I as I think about this, so classic is New Year's resolutions. I laugh when people tell me, I've got this resolution to do X and Y. And then sometime around February, it is long since forgotten. And then June, you don't even remember what your res- resolution was, unless it was written down and prominently displayed around you or you're held accountable. For too many of us, the reason why self-care is next to impossible is on top of the things that we say to ourselves is the lack of accountability. And for a lot of us, we want to get well, be fit, have our business done certain ways on our terms. But the fact of the matter is we can only go but so far on our own intellect. And I've been guilty of saying, well, I don't need anybody. I'll just pick and choose from whatever books or materials I can do. I don't need anyone to tell me. I I, I can do what I want to do. And it came from a source of pride, or I shouldn't say pride, hubris. When I say hubris, I mean a exaggerated sense of my abilities. Everyone should have pride in themselves in terms of knowing their accomplishments and their value. But hubris is a false sense of your abilities. But the other idea is the fact that for so many of us, we have been so hurt and so disappointed by putting our trust in people who either lacked the ability to recognize our own limitations or fact fact of the matter, they never cared, okay? Or perhaps they put a standard that they themselves don't even meet, okay? And so it's really hard to want to be accountable for those two reasons. And that's a lot of reasons why we don't stay consistent with our self-care routine because we're afraid of letting somebody else into our world and looking at our junk and being judged, all right, for not having things perfectly organized and well put together. And so for a lot of us, we we die silently. Like we inwardly stab ourselves with each self-depreciating comment against ourselves. Oh, we're fat. Oh, we're lazy. Oh, we're not capable. Oh, my cousin, my fill-in-the-blank person, they do it much better than I can. I can't really achieve, therefore I'm just going to give up. And we give up on ourselves. And it shouldn't be a shock that we also give up on loving ourselves and nurturing ourselves. So that's why I give my resources out because I lied to myself way too many times about what I was capable of and what I needed and why I needed it. And I allowed myself to go on autopilot re- repeating things that were actually bad for me. I, for those of you guys who don't know this, I have been sober from alcohol since 2015. And I was never a very successful uh, drinker. You know, I wasn't that person who would, you know, drink you know, five glasses of wine and go into a car and just act wild and crazy. I never had DUIs. I never had any of that stuff. But what I would do is I was a mean, dry, drunk, meaning that I would I was a person who could drink maybe two or three glasses of wine every night or every other night. But when I wasn't drinking, I was edgy. 
and I was nervous and I was irritable and I couldn't really recognize reality because that's alcohol does a lot of wild things to your brain any like any other mind altering chemical but anyway the whole point I'm trying to make is that during this time frame I was so heavily dependent on my style and my way that I couldn't see how I was destroying my body destroying relationships even though I never yelled or screamed while I was drunk it was the time in between the drinks while I was waiting for the next drink I was irritable and I was edgy and I was unable to deal with reality because I just needed to be medicated and learning to embrace and understand my feelings and knowing when it's time to rest and when it's time to cool back fall back and not get heavily engaged in certain things or when it's time to quit or when it's time to you know maybe put some gas on it and and accelerate and not let the fear overwhelm me all those things I didn't know how to do because I didn't know how to self-regulate myself so I want to let you know that if I could do it I can be able to work through those emotions and say you know what my way wasn't working out okay because our own level intelligence can only take us but so far we need a little bit of boost from information outside of ourselves and that that includes dropping the dropping the hubris and dropping the need to be isolated we're only as sick as our secrets and understanding that we just need to find trusted people to come into our lives and just know who who we are with no expectations other than saying i will be straight with you with my feelings and I hope to goodness you'll be straight with me okay let's kind of recap everything that we've talked about this again this is my overview message definitely going to talk a little bit more in the next episode about this idea of knowing when enough is enough in terms of how do we know when we are giving ourselves way too much comfort to the point where we're actually crippling our efforts versus we are depriving ourselves as a form of self-punishment. But right now, I just want to say that for a lot of us, our inability to self-regulate comes from our disabled thalamus, okay, which controls our executive function. And this is all part of self-regulation. And executive function is a is fifty percent of our working memory, thirty five percent of our self talk, ten percent flexibility, and five percent impulse control. Too many of us literally rely on our stupid friend inside that just says to go with the flow or just do what we've normally done, even though we know that it hasn't worked. Now it's probably not going to continue working in the future, and things have to change. And for too many of us, we have not allowed ourselves to be vulnerable and share our concerns with other people because we were afraid of recrimination, being teased, made fun of, or not looking good, not looking perfect, or for whatever reason. So I just want to let you know that I I emphasize because I heavily tried to avoid uncomfortable feelings with alcohol from me in the past and I still learn to continue to say oh I recognize what I'm feeling uncomfortable because it's hard if you've been doing a certain program 30 plus years it's kind of hard to say within a couple of months oh hey you know oh gosh I'm feeling upset let me now pause and do something different it's going to take time and that's why I have amazing attitude and I also consider 
I put out the invitation of working with me one-on-one if that's something that's of interest to you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Please be sure to share this message with someone else if you found value of it and don't hesitate to write a review. Always love hearing your messages. And until next time, take care and be awesome.